Hey, listeners, I have recently released my YouTube channel called The Light. They are short, inspirational videos to get you moving towards a greater you and a better life. New episodes come out every Monday and Friday, but only on YouTube. You can go to the show notes to click a link to get yourself directly to the channel. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share. Thank you so much and enjoy. Hey everybody, it's Tommy Canale and welcome to Before the Lights Podcast, the show that tells you how they made their mark. She's a well-renowned vegan chef that is creating a better world, one dish at a time. The head of an all-star panel of judges on the new vegan competition show, Peeled, an environmental and animal activist who is fiery that also has a spiritual soul. Please welcome back to the show, my friend, Chef Josie Clemens. Josie, how are you? And welcome back. Oh, Tommy, I'm so good. <laughs> Thank you for the introduction. <laughs> I'm so glad that we know each other well enough to for you to be able to intro me like that. <laughs> <laughs> Got to know you just a little bit. And since the last episode we had and people, please go to the show notes. I'm going to put a link there if you want to hear about Josie's journey and Hell's Kitchen and all about Peeled. Go listen to that first episode because today... We're going to talk kind of like we did on the first show, but more in depth on food, and we're going to educate people on good food. How's that sound? That sounds incredible. I am at your service. Tickle the brain here. When you hear the word food, what comes to Josie's mind? Honestly, just pizza. That's the first thing. <laughs> Italian for me, pasta, pizza. So we're, we're in the same boat. When I hear the word really? food, that's where I go to. Okay, well, when your brain thinks of pasta, do you like envision red sauce or white sauce first? Red, automatically. Okay, all right. I just made a bolognese sauce last night. My brain's definitely going there. What part of Italy is your family from, do you know? Yeah, Naples and Sicily, Palermo. Do you have some Italian on your side as well? No, no, no. I have um, the Irish. So I actually just did my last five-course dinner um, that I did at this event uh, or this venue called Frame in Hazel Park, Michigan. It was all the entire course was all every course incorporated potatoes. And so, <laughs> but it's like in an elevated way. Okay. But every course, because it was, a, it was about sustainability and showing people like the benefits of um, eating vegan, but also like minding your carbon footprint and not ordering these exotic ingredients. And so I thought I made potatoes five different ways. And that definitely speaks to my childhood. Potatoes, pizza, and maybe like a casserole. <laughs> okay. All right. Now, I want to do this just as, as an, I wouldn't say an example, but maybe a, a test. Food is okay. one thing when you hear the brain. But when somebody says the word vegan, where's the brain go to? Broccoli. Broccoli. <laughs> wow. I, I'm thinking my listeners are probably going salad. You know, I, I'm wondering where the brain goes when they, you go from food to the word vegan. I think it changes drastically. And what I want to do is get us to educate people on food and the word vegan correlate and our friends. I would love for the audience to be able to send in their response of like what pops into their brain. You know, this could be like an ink, an ink 
splatter where we're just we can psychoanalyze them psychoanalyze the audience and, and get a, a greater understanding of how that difference occurs we can do that on the post that comes from either my instagram or josie's instagram comment on there on what your brain went to when you heard the word food and then when i changed it to vegan where'd your brain go to we're curious we want to know we're, we're taking yeah. we're taking a poll and we're going to hold all the <laughs> listeners directly responsible. <laughs> Educate us. Educate That's right. us. Now going a little bit forward, Josie, because I'm not sure my listeners all understand this. So I want you to explain to them. What is a plant-based lifestyle? Well, I think that plant-based is different from vegan. If you ask a vegan, um, plant-based means that you're having a plant-centric lifestyle. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're buying purchases outside of food, um, don't incorporate animal products. It means that you're just focusing on diet alone. And that means plants are taking up probably two-thirds of your plate. So whether it's processed or unprocessed, it doesn't matter. Um, It just means that you're consuming mostly plants. You're getting your protein from plants. Change a little bit because here's where I think people get confused. What about Mediterranean? Is that vegan? Is that plant-based? What is Mediterranean? When I hear that word, I mean, I understand it, but I've talked to friends of mine that go, that all seems jumbled to me. Yeah, I think that Mediterranean could be could be a plant-based diet. Like if we start to draw out some uh, Venn diagrams of like what it could be and what it could also not be, a Mediterranean diet could be plant-based. It could mean that you're eating mostly salads and rice and um, maybe like some chicken, some beef, some lamb. But a Mediterranean diet is just a style of cuisine. So it's it's a... It's a flavor profile that you're buying into. It's not, it doesn't necessarily mean plant-based. There's meatless Mondays and it's been going on for a long time. Everybody should be being part of meatless Mondays. But then we give everybody six days off to do whatever the hell they want. I say we got to change that. It's meatless Mondays, try it Tuesday, whole grain Wednesday, tofu Thursday, and flatbread or falafel Fridays. And you can have the weekend off, but not six days. How about two days off? Tom, you just came up with a whole marketing plan. <laughs> <laughs> you just came up with a whole marketing plan for all these restaurants to buy into. I say that we employ it. And between you and I, we could probably get the entire valley to comply. <laughs> I'm in. I'll, we'll add it to the other collaboration that we're working on as well. Because I just thought, yeah. you know, Meatless Mondays is great that we got one day. I know everybody's not participating in it, but there are those who do. And then they go, okay, I got six days. Well, there's fish Friday. And I know that's here or say, but let's do five days. Let's not one, let's do five. Yeah. I think one day is definitely a stretch for some people, but I feel like once that becomes comfortable, then yeah, you should ramp it up. You should take some more responsibility for your health and for the environment and Try to see how creative you can be. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, if you shake things up outside of like, if you're not motivated to eat plant-based, understand that when you change your lifestyle and your routine, you're going to just shake up your brain a little bit and you're going to have to get creative. And that's going to trickle into other areas of your life that will benefit you. That's just by creating things. That's try it Tuesday. 
Tuesday. Yeah, because if you're only eating, if you're having meatless Mondays, one day of the week, and then you're eating meat three meals a day, six days a week afterwards, you're not really making that much of a change. Like, let's be honest. <laughs> now, there's a lot of websites that are vegan websites that'll give you great information on how you can save animals, save the environment. I wanted to look more mainstream because I think our listeners are going to look more mainstream to find things instead of looking at vegan sites. For the vegan movement, according to the Fortune Business Institute, which is a mainstream media site, the vegan movement grew by 600% from 4 million in 2014 to 20 million in 2018. In 2020, the global vegan food market was 23.3 billion. And in 2021, it jumped to 26.1 with a projection of 61.3 billion by 2028. I literally have that information on my pitch decks for <laughs> 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 my restaurant concepts. <laughs> That's so funny. I know it's an insane market. And I think that, you know, there's talk about us potentially entering a recession right now. But even as the economy takes its tumbles, the vegan market is still exploding. And that is a telltale sign that people are catching on to how important this is to find stability in today's economy. Yes. So. I, yeah, I am just so excited to see where we end up in the next 20 years, because you hear a lot of being a vegan and always being like connected to the vegan world and a little bit further away or disconnected from what's mainstream. I'm always hearing we're going to have fishless oceans by 2048. We're always going to, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're destroying the environment in all of these different ways. I'm like, gosh, so overwhelming. But then I look over the more mainstream news and I'm like, oh, wait, there actually is positive growth happening. So maybe these things don't have to be a reality, but we do need to keep spreading this information so people do continue to keep making the changes. But yeah, I I think that even the younger generation, like I'd say, like I have siblings that are 10 to 12 years younger than me. And a lot of their friends are vegan and vegetarian and they're in high school. So... It's, that was like unheard of when I was going to school. Did you, when you were in high school, did you ever have any friends? No, no it vegans or vegetarians. Didn't even hear the word vegan. And if we did hear the word vegetarian, we were, it was a completely different conception. It's a, it's completely changed. You brought up earlier when we talked about food and you said pizza. Well, Italy is the fastest growing vegan population at 94%. That's a huge number. And when you think about that with Italian food, my mother and I went to the Pizza Expo recently here in Las Vegas. 80% of the aisles we went up and down were either vegan or plant-based for pizza. You're kidding. Who were the vendors? Like, who were the who were the people that were serving pizza? Are they restaurants from all over the world? Are they people like... All over the world people? to products, to people that were distributors of flour and dough and everything. I mean, you name it, sauce, there was every, and people making vegan pizzas and plant-based pizzas and sweet potato crust pizza 
you name it, there was going on. My mom was floored about the number of aisles we went up and down that was strictly vegan or plant-based. I made the remark is I'm really surprised as you and I are here in a big city in Las Vegas that there's not a vegan only pizzeria because I think it would go. If there's that much interest in it to have over three quarters of an expo hall to plant-based and vegan for pizza, a vegan only pizzeria has to make it. That's what Miles and I, my partner and I, that's what we were talking about is starting a vegan pizza place because we're so tired of like either ordering pizza and seeing some regular cheese on it or like they get the order wrong or watching them make it like right there. And we're just like watching the pizza get dragged through meat and cheese. <laughs> like, we're, we're like, Oh God. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think that if there was something like Domino's Domino's is doing it right. They've got this tracking app to like meet everybody's needs mm-hmm. because as soon as you place an order, you get to see every phase. It's like, Joshua is making your pizza. Your pizza's in the oven. It's on its way to you. And then they send you a text message after you eat the pizza. And it says, I hope you're enjoying it. You know, like, right. it says like, mm. <laughs> you know, it's, we need that. We need that kind of infrastructure because the demand is there. You're a hundred percent right. And also about what we can do to help with this movement. If somebody would just try vegan, for 30 days. I'm not saying you have to do it forever, but if you just do it for 30 days, people, you're going to save approximately 900 feet of the forest, over 600 pounds of carbon dioxide emission, and over 33,000 gallons of water and 30 animals for one month. That's what you can do to help our environment by just trying it for 30 days. And if you don't like it, Go back, but look what you just saved in, in lives and in animals and what we did for our environment. You can save 105 animals per person each year. And to put this in perspective, in 2018, 772,772,772,772 animals were killed for human consumption. Tommy, I love when you put your passion behind things. You're hitting the people with the facts. (laughs) I mean, this is what people need to hear because, as I said a little bit ago, the mainstream eater is not looking on vegan sites to get this information. So now I'm giving it to you. I'm in your ear talking to you, and I'm giving you the numbers, trying just, I'm not saying to wake you up. I'm asking you to do yourself do animals and do our environment a favor and just try this for 30 days. That's all I'm asking. Or your money back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll be surprised what your health will change in 30 days. But that's all we're asking. I said, call now and we'll double your offer. (laughs) It's yeah. It's insane. What 30 days of veganism can do to the body and to the psyche. I will say that if you're going to go vegan for 30 days, it's super, super important to eat foods that make you happy. Don't try to be the healthiest vegan right away. I personally ate vegan junk food for a year straight (laughs) before I felt comfortable owning up to 
just like the fact that my brain is hardwired to crave indulgent things that aren't good for me. That was like a whole nother journey. But if you're going to go vegan, then just eat some great vegan burgers. Find yourself a great vegan pizza, pizza 108 here in Las Vegas and go to Crossroads and get a, a nice pizza. You can also get some nice Italian food. We need to go sometime, Tommy. And yes. The bolognese there. It's great. There are some great vegan options and you just need to eat to satisfy your palate and what you know at first, maybe. And then, then try to maybe make some vegan recipes at home, but be easy on yourself. Understand it's a lot of change and just find the foods that they're here and they're accessible. Go on to Google maps or Apple maps and type in vegan food near me. And you'll or Happy Cow or the V Kind app, you'll find all the vegan options around. And then their hours, their menus, you have all of the access and the tools. And I think that you you made a great point is that people don't know to go looking for these things. Like until you're like fully vegan and you're fully bought into the lifestyle, you don't really know that these resources exist. Mm -hmm. So it's important to, to spread awareness about them for sure. I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate you letting, letting people know. Now that we have people's attention on this and let's say they're going to start making food at home coming from you as a chef, can you talk to them about what they should have in their pantry and how important it is to have a stock pantry? Oh my gosh. Having a stock pantry just makes your life so much easier. Just setting you up for success and less frustration. <laughs> Instant pot best $70 purchase you can make for yourself when you first go vegan. If you like warm comfort foods, just get an instant pot. Make sure you have white quinoa. You can buy it on Amazon in a bulk bag or you can get it at Costco. Have some canned beans and some nutritional yeast because it tastes like cheese. You can blend it into um, cashews, which I also recommend having and recommend having cashews and walnuts because you can soak both of these nuts and in that soaking water, just dump it into your blender, blend the crap out of it until it's like silk, and then add in garlic, some nutritional yeast that you can get at Sprouts or Whole Foods, some salt, and any other flavors that you want. You can put curry powder if you want to make it more like a curry creamy sauce. You can put anything in that, but that is your base. It's cashews, water, nutritional yeast, um, salt, and maybe some garlic, like that's, that's your base. How important is to use spices? Oh, tell me. I mean, if you don't have spices, I have a question for everyone who's listening to this. When you cook a slab of meat, if you don't put salt and, and spices on it, how appealing is that? I mean, maybe if you have like a really nice cut of steak and you just use salt, you can definitely get away with that. But like, butter basting it in rosemary and thyme and garlic like that's that's what we like when we eat meat i can say that because i grew up with that and i crave that sometimes still but i can make that with an eggplant you can create a steak out of an eggplant you can create a steak like texture out of a mushroom so if you get the similar texture but then you apply the same exact cooking techniques to how you cook a steak I mean, you don't have to be a chef. You can literally take a massive head of broccoli, cut it in half and pretend it's a steak and cook it in the same way that you would make a steak mm -hmm. and you will surprise yourself. 
you will surprise yourself if you sear that in oil and then you and then you also butter base it with vegan butter and you use fresh herbs and garlic and then you finish it in the oven just like you would a steak it's amazing it's amazing it's magic <laughs> yeah <laughs> crazy <laughs> and if you have dry spices i'm okay with that and i don't know if people are doing this but if you have dry spices before you use them either rub them in your hand or Put them on a cutting board, give them a quick chop, and then use them to get them to open up. If you're taking dry spices and just throwing on something, and that dry spice has been in your cabinet, you know, that celery salt you've had in there for two years, it probably is not. Just do yourself a favor and invest in yourself and spend $100 on spices. Let's call each uh, little container at the grocery store bioorganic, and let's say that each one is 10 bucks. get 10 different flavors. Get 10 different spices. Just make it real simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> $100 investment. You're going to buy clothes. And nope. Guess what? This week you're buying spices. <laughs> there you go. There's the priority. Will you explain to listeners good fats versus bad fats? And what I mean by good fats is olive oil, avocado oil, nuts, seeds, nut butters, and then comparison to bad fats like canola oil, vegetable oil that has, by the way, people no vegetables in it sunflower oil, (laughs) you know, those are bad fats. (laughs) Thank you for saying that because you never know. (laughs) You never know. Yeah. I think that the healthy fats, I mean, so I went to the seminar in Saudi Arabia. Um, it's the lifestyle enhancement conference in Riyadh. Um, this was this year in February and I got to meet all of the vegan doctors. I shouldn't say all of them, but a, a large majority of vegan doctors who have started their practice not vegan, discovered veganism, and now preach that as a method of preventative healthcare and disease reversal for whatever it is that they're specialized in. And what I've learned is that oil, you could pretty much, even avocado oil and extra virgin olive oil, not to say that they're bad, but if you heat them, they actually become toxic. So having them just in their pure form, finishing pasta, like if you can make a pasta with no oil, which is very doable, you can saute with water and then you finish your foods with extra virgin olive oil on top. That's like the best way. That's the best way to do it. And then avocados, um, the fat that comes from uh, coconut milk and nuts and seeds those are great for your brain they're great for your blood they're going to give you they might make you a little bit sleepy at first if you're not used to metabolizing them i know that's a true statement for me but yeah those are essential those are essential even if you're not a vegan Mm -hmm. it's that once you become vegan you start to i think look at like oh what am i gonna am i gonna become protein deficient how am i gonna get my b12 And then you start to look at all these things and then you realize that you're missing all these vitamins anyways from your non-vegan diet. So I think, you know, it just becomes a little bit more relevant when you go vegan. Help me here with, we're going to educate listeners again, because they pick up this bag at the store and it says chia seeds. And they're like, what in the hell is this? (laughs) And what do I do with this? I've heard of it. Do I put it in my coffee? Do I put it in my oatmeal? Do I, what do I do with it? Chia seeds are fantastic. I'll let you take it from there. Okay. Let's be really real right now. Let's get really intimate with 
with the audience. All right. If you just eat seeds, you're just going to poop them out. <laughs> no benefits. <laughs> no benefits whatsoever. But if you soak chia seeds, then the nutrients become more bioavailable and digestible. So um, if you pour into, let's use non-chef terms, we're just going to use layman terms for the average person who maybe wants to spend all of two minutes cooking at home. Grab a Tupperware container, put a nice layer of chia seeds in the bottom, pour some vanilla soy milk to fill the container, give it a little stir with your finger, maybe pour in some maple syrup, give it another little stir, put a lid on it, put it in your refrigerator, and let it stay there for a day. And you'll have chia pudding. Mm. So good. Yeah, you can mix it with oatmeal too. Do oatmeal chia seeds, soy milk. I mean, that's like the easiest meal. Going vegan is the easiest thing that you'll do once you know how to do it. (laughs) Slide into my I will give you all of the ideas. Vegan <laughs> Chef Josie on Instagram. <laughs> there you go. Chef Josie on Instagram. Go follow. She'll give you all the ideas. According to a recent CBS News poll, 54% of American families are affected by cancer. My story will touch you on how I survived colon and liver cancer. Now I'm living a healthy lifestyle. I will inspire you to inspire others. Allow me to not only entertain, but leave you energized and driven to change your life and bring your organization working closer together. So open those minds and let me provide the tools to gain your greatest level of personal enrichment. For more information, go to TommyCanelli.com. That's T-O-M-M-Y. C-A-N-A-L-E dot com. And remember, you're one day away from changing your life. Click the link in the show notes. There's so many options, people, and that's what I'm trying to enlighten you on, that it's not salads. It's not just rice. There's so many different things you can do, like vegetables, Portobello mushrooms. I just made a portobello mushroom cheesesteak recently. You can do that. Roast some garbanzo beans and use them as a snack. Josie told you how to make vegan cheese. And if you really want to get crazy, I'm not a big fan of it, but I know people that are. You can use jackfruit to make like shredded pork. And you can go into that whole different dynamic of getting that texture of shredded pork and getting that taste of with jackfruit. Totally. And you can get jackfruit already canned. If people are curious and they Google jackfruit, you're going to find this behemoth of a fruit that has like spikes all over it. If you Google it on the internet and that might be overwhelming, but just know you can get canned jackfruit at the grocery store. It's already cooked. It's nice and neat. You just drain it from the brine, shred it up with your fingers, put some barbecue sauce on it, cook it, add some spices, put more barbecue sauce on it, put it in a bun and you're done. <laughs> and don't worry about, cause I know a lot of people think there's a lot of soy in vegan, or if you're going to go vegetarian and that's not the case either. And I know people have allergies to soy, but you don't have, there's so many other products besides soy products. You can get tamari sauce instead of soy sauce. 
There's different ways and yeah. different things to get around that. So don't just feel like, well, I can't do it because I have an allergic reaction to soy because there's different options for you. Yeah, it's so true. And I mean, as much as <laughs> it's kind of like a double-edged sword, even suggesting Amazon, because we're trying to save the environment <laughs> as well as the animals and our health. But, but if you have allergies, Amazon is a great resource to find those gluten-free or soy-free, any allergen can be accommodated with Amazon. <laughs> Just type it in and an option will come up for you and it will be delivered to your door. <laughs> when this comes out, we're in fall and we're talking about food people and I asked you to try 30 days. So let's give, me a, give you an idea. Go make yourself a roasted tomato hummus and start with that. Dip some pita bread or some crackers in it and get some conversation going while you're going to make a butternut risotto with leeks and spinach for the main dish and then get yourself a slice of pumpkin pie to end off the meal. And I think you'll find that you just walk away from the table going, and that was really good. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I think that people will find that they're more full too because they actually ate nutrients mm-hmm. and that's what the needs to register fullness which is why I can eat an entire pizza and then still eat a cookie afterwards. <laughs> so when we go to get pizza. We're going to have to get two, one for you, one for me. Because <laughs> like, if you try to come after one slice, I'm going to be like slice for slice or no. <laughs> Josie, we talked about what plant-based lifestyle is, but now can you talk to my listeners about how plant-based can heal? Oh, well, in which way, Tommy, would you like me to talk about that? Do you want me to talk about spiritually? Do you want me to talk about mentally? Do you want me to talk about physically? Let's, let's go <laughs> physically. Let's go physically. Cause I think that's probably where the majority of our listeners are going to see the biggest change right away. Okay. Well, from my experience, I've found that after I went vegan, I had a lot of inflammation leave my body. My entire face shape changed. My face is much slimmer than it ever was before because I found that like my, my cheeks were kind of red and I kind of had a rounder face my whole life. But after I went vegan and kind of detoxed, um, it all just left. It disappeared after being like a health conscious vegan, not a junk food vegan, but a health conscious vegan for about a year. Now, I also did like a very heavy vegan uh, treatment to help the toxins come out of my liver. I had this vegan doctor um, from China. She has like 26 certifications. She used to, she showed me like her, her profile and these, and her portfolio of like these different patients that she had where she was curing their stage four cancer, Mm. curing it. And so she had this basically vitamins they were developed by american doctors they did not get the fda approval and so they're available in china but they're developed by american doctors and so i look at the ingredients of these vitamins and it's just organic fruits and vegetables there's not a single preservative it's just concentrated fruits and vegetables in these little chewable and what she asked me to do for this detox is to fast for 12 days Now, I'm explaining this detox because this is a microcosm of what veganism can do for the body. 
when done correctly and consistently over time. This treatment just allowed me to see it, allowed me to see the the process and the results all at once in a 24 hour period. So before we, I actually went through this program, she told me to fast for 24 hours. I did it for, I think 12, unfortunately. (laughs) And then um, I came into her clinic where I was supervised for 12 hours under her care. And she had me drinking hot water with a hot water compress on my liver. And every two hours, she would give me two of these little vitamin chewables. It's like a Tums, but bigger and tastes like fruits. And like you can taste all the fruits and vegetables when you're chewing it. Now, while you're drinking hot water and you're fasting and you have this hot water compress on your liver, your body is all of a sudden in the perfect environment for healing because it has hydration, a safe place to rest because you know that you're in the confines of 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 a supervised area. So psychologically, you're at rest and you have the two basic functions operating at a very high level. The two basic functions of the body, which is just to continue circulating (laughs) and you know, the, the hydration, I guess, isn't a basic function of the body, but it's what the body needs just to perform its basic duties. So when you're consuming this, these vitamins, your body is shutting down and it is trying to put you to sleep. You're sweating. You're sleeping. She's waking you up. She's like, drink more water. Drink like every 10 minutes. She's like waking me up. She's like, drink more water. Just I'm chugging hot water. I'm just like pouring sweat in this lady's chair. She has this recliner chair with like paper on it and the paper is just soaked. I'm just going through it. I'm just going through it. I've known this lady for like three days and I'm just like so vulnerable. (laughs) I'm so vulnerable in her presence going through this. But afterwards she took my photo. She took my photo before I came and she took my photo after I left. My, that was when my face shape changed Mm. because all of a sudden I was passing the fluids and I was passing the stool also. And all of the toxins were coming out of my liver and she sifted through not to be so gross, but this is just the honest truth of what happened. (laughs) She sifted through my stool samples and she found with water and just like collected the sediment at the bottom, neon pink, yellow, green, and like brown stones in my liver. And she said, these are the compressed toxins that create cancer. And these are, this is what we got out of your body. She said, we could probably do this one more time and we would have less, but that's all you would really need to be completely cleaned out. And so that day, my face shape changed, the rosacea from my cheeks left like that. So that is when I decided to become a more health conscious vegan. I even think in the last podcast, I said it's important to become a health conscious vegan immediately rather than having the vegan junk food phase. However, being compassionate towards yourself in order to make that transition is important. That way you can get to the health conscious aspect, because if you're making so many changes all at once, you know, you have to be honest with yourself. If that's a big stretch for you, Maybe being a health conscious vegan isn't the way to go immediately, but if you can, you will catalyze the process in which these toxins are going to leave you and that will decrease 
the chances of you having heart disease, cancer, getting heart attack, any kind of disease really, because cancer cannot exist in an alkaline state. And so the more alkaline you can make your body, the more acidity that you can have leaving your body, the better. When animal proteins enter your body, there's an immediate reaction for your immune system to fight off this foreign animal DNA that's coming into your body. You're getting the nutrients, 100%. You're getting the nutrients from animal DNA. You're getting the proteins. You, you can't deny it. If you look at all the vitamins that are in an egg, yeah, they're there. But the inflammation comes from that fight or flight response that your immune system is flooding through your whole body because it's saying, hey, there's a problem here. This isn't our DNA. What is this? And that fight or flight response also shows up in our mentality and how we fight others, in the mentality that if somebody wins, then we lose. It shows up everywhere. So if we can rid our minds and our bodies of that energy, of that animal DNA, we are solving so many problems. <laughs> Piggyback that with some more stats. I love that explanation where you left it. We can help the planet. 1.5 acres of land can produce 375 pounds of meat or 37,000 pounds of plant-based food. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's back, let's back up. <laughs> Did you say one and a half acres? One and a half acres of land can produce. So 375 pounds of animals basically. Or 37,000 pounds of plant-based food. Let's, let's do a calculation really quick. How many pounds of food do you think that the average, let's do a Google search. Hold on. How many pounds of food do you think the average American consumes? A year or a day? In In a day. In a day. The amount of pounds that an average human consume, I'm gonna say... Between breakfast sausage and bacon and a hamburger and chicken and roast beef, I'm going to say somewhere around two to three pounds of meat every single day. Okay. Let's assume, let's, let's be generous and let's assume, oh my gosh, I looked up the answer. I can't believe it. Let's assume that a hundred percent of the food that people are eating is animal proteins, whether it's meat or cheese or dairy, let's just say it's a hundred percent. Okay. That's five point, it's, they gave me the answer in kilograms. It's 2.36 kilograms of food a day, which is 5.2 pounds. That's what the average North American consumes per day. So if you said 37,000 pounds of vegan food, right? For one and a half acres divided by five point, let's just call it 5.3 pounds because it's 5.2, blah, blah, blah. Okay. That is, wow. That's 6,981 people that we can basically feed with one and a half acres. That's just for one day. So if we, and you said that um, one and a half acres yields, do you say 375 pounds of animal? That's correct. Okay. And we'll divide that by 5.2. So 375 divided by 5.2 is (laughs) 72.11. So that's a difference. We can either feed almost, you know, just over 72 people, like 72 people and their kid. <laughs> okay. 
or we can feed 6,981 people and their kid <laughs> in one day. One day. We over the land. So changing over the land, if anybody has, if anybody here is a farmer <laughs> or has a solution on how to change over the land, also please reach out to us because putting these ideas into action, if you, if people can contribute towards the solutions to make this a reality, not only will they find funding easily, but they will be set for generations to come because this is such a progressive movement that is going to help not only our current generation, but basically the survival of all animal species, including humans. Now, like it will be energetically supported. It will be financially supported. This is, this is how people should be investing their time and energy. Farmers won't do this, but you said that you have any idea. They gave up 10% of their land for plant-based just to start trial, it probably would expand. They would see the benefits as you just explained. And then instead of 10% of the land, it would continue to grow. Or maybe they start with 5%, but anything is better than zero. And basically what Josie and I are saying is grow it or don't serve it. I wish I could grow cantaloupes because this is pretty much what I eat every day. (laughs) (laughs) That you're having delivered to your house because you won't leave. Mode. <laughs> All right. Holidays are coming. Thanksgiving's coming and Turkey comes to the mind. And we just asked people to do this. And somebody says, okay, this is in October. I'll start November one. Wait a minute. Thanksgiving. What am I going to do? Josie, what tips can you give people for Thanksgiving? Okay. Well, at the beginning of this podcast, I told you casseroles, potatoes, and pizza are what come to mind. (laughs) This is where the casseroles come into play here. I have had vegan Thanksgiving for my friends and family for multiple years. And the best thing to make is exactly what you would normally eat at Thanksgiving minus the turkey. How much turkey do you actually enjoy at Thanksgiving? I'm I'm speaking for myself, even before I was vegan, growing up as a carnivore, I was into the sweet potato casserole. I was into the green bean casserole that had like mushrooms and bacon and um, the crispy onions on top. Mm -hmm. You can recreate that vegan. So if you make all the sides, if you make cheesy potatoes, sweet potatoes, green bean casserole, a bunch of bread, a bunch of stuffing, if you make all those things, you don't even need a turkey. You don't even need a protein. You just want to eat carbs and drink some wine and take a nap. (laughs) That's all you really want to do on Thanksgiving. I know this doesn't go with the Thanksgiving theme, but what I've made last year on Thanksgiving for myself was a vegetable enchilada dish. Enchilada? What? On Thanksgiving, (laughs) and they were absolutely delicious with pumpkin pie. I made a side of a small thing of like, Mac and cheese on the side. I was set. That sounds amazing. Vegan mac and enchiladas. That sounds like the best comfort food ever. That having a vegan Mexican night sounds amazing. Oh, it's it's like having Chinese food on Christmas. Like why not? <laughs> right. You we mentioned pizza a few times. You have this recipe that you've made up or gotten somewhere for deep dish Chicago pizza. 
I want to hear more. Ooh, well, I can tell you a lot about it. I think I'll just have to make it for you sometime. But the secret is just fermenting the dough, putting a lot of love into the dough, buying some miyokos or melt vegan butter, and substituting that in where you would want a little bit of fat in your dough. You just melt vegan butter instead of regular butter. So once I spend about probably eight hours mm. proofing and making this dough. Then I set it into a nice square pan, nice square, dark nonstick cake pan and have my sauce and my vegan cheese ready. I just buy vegan cheese. I like the Biolife brands. You can get like this Parmesan. You would appreciate this as an Italian. You just get the wedge of Parmesan. And I usually buy it a day before and I take it out of the packaging and then I set it in the refrigerator as long as like, you don't have a stinky refrigerator, set it in the refrigerator and it dries out. Mm. And then you shave it. You, you can shave it without drying it out, but if you dry it out, it gets an even richer flavor. So, you know, with the Chicago deep dish, the cheese goes underneath the sauce. And usually the biggest complaint about vegan cheese is that it doesn't melt. So with this deep dish pizza, once you shave a bunch of vegan cheese into the bottom, and you have like this sunny, warm dough. And then you just have like, maybe not hot tomato sauce, but like a thick tomato sauce off the stove. And you put it on top and then you throw it in the oven for 30 to 45 minutes. I usually do about uh, 20 minutes at 400 degrees just to get the crust up. And then I turn it down to like 350 Um Maybe I do it for 425. I have the recipe written down somewhere. I've, I've perfected this pizza. It's gone through like 14 trial stages <laughs> to get it right. But I think it, I think it's actually 425 for 20 minutes. And then I turn it down to 350 and I just bake it until it's perfectly golden brown and bubbling. And the crust is just like all in your face. And you're just like, wow. What do you, stuff. what do you stuff it with? I just do cheese in the sauce. The oh, sauce wow. to me. I make that from scratch and I use San Marzano uh, canned tomatoes mm. and just like some carrot shreds and onions. And I cook that down and put a lot of seasonings and then I, you know, cook it until it's nice and soft and I deglaze it with a little bit of vegetable stock. And then I cook it again. I deglaze it with a little bit of red wine. Um, then I add in the tomatoes and I just let it stew for and like cook on barely a simmer for like two hours with a stick of rosemary and a few sprigs of thyme in there. And then I remove it all and then pour it in. Oh my God. Oh my God. I need to make it soon. <laughs> I'll bring the wine. You make the pizza. <laughs> okay. Perfect. I think we need to make a few fans of it soon. So I'll have to have you over. I would love to try it. I, I would love to try it. All right. What is on your future plans. What's Josie got coming up in the future? Um, I am putting together a marketing campaign for the second edition of my published book. Mm. I actually unpublished my book because I'm going to release the second edition of it and I'm potentially going to put it under a new title. I was just brainstorming ideas for it, but it was called What Lies in the Gap and it speaks about the food philosophy um, that basically you and I cover on our podcast together um 
And yeah, right now I'm seeking funding. I have two restaurant concepts. One is a chain and another one would be more like a um, targeted chain for Southern California. But another one is a chain that I would like to have all over the world. And it is pizza concept. So yeah, these are just the things that I whittle away at every day. Tommy just focus on the vision and I'm like, all right, what's the next step? What's the next move? Yep. How do I get there? (laughs) I follow you. So listeners, here's what we need. We need you guys to connect uh, Josie and I to some people that have a lot of money and want to be investors in concepts and we can help put their money to good use. Yes. And if you can connect us, of course, there's an equitable transaction for you as well. (laughs) So make it happen, people. Let's go. (laughs) Josie, last words you want to leave our listeners with on anything from anything we've talked about or anything we haven't brought up. Honestly, Tommy, the only thing that I don't know if it's the full moon that's happening tomorrow or what, but the only thing that's on my heart when you say that is if you're feeling stuck, it's not too late. It's not too late to find a new path, a new solution. It's not too late to start thinking about your community and the next generation. And it is safe to lay down what you currently know to be safe to pick up something new. I think that these are fundamental things that maybe I've been thinking about for the last week. And I find really important when wanting to make any sort of lifestyle change is knowing that it's safe to make that change and that you will be supported no matter what. Josie, once again, it's always fun to talk to you and have you on the show. I just, I love talking to you and just bantering back and forth. Me too, Tommy. You're the freaking best. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for getting me all psyched up. And thanks for sharing your beautiful energy with everyone. Get the heck out of here. You are welcome. Go follow both of us on Instagram. She is it's at vegan chef, Josie at vegan chef, Josie. And I'm at before the lights podcast. And if you want to support the show, go to before the slash support. That's before the slash support. And in there you can click buy Tommy a glass of vino and I'll have a glass of wine on your behalf and give you a shout out on the show. Thank you for listening to before the lights. I'm Tommy Canale. And until next time, everybody, I salute. A chin chin. <laughs>